General, I just received a wire from the Avatar. She says Amon and his forces have gained control of the city. How do you want to respond? Tell her we will be arriving in three days' time, and that I look forward to winning back Republic City, together. As you wish, General Iroh. Hotman. Welcome to the Ember Island Podcast, the show where two fans of Avatar The Last Airbender and The Legend of Korra talk about every single episode. I'm Leslie. And I'm Barbara. And today we are getting into the end game of season one of Korra. We're going to be talking about book one, chapter 10, Turning the Tides. So um, we should talk about spoilers first before we dig in. So... Especially for this episode, because <laughs> plot happens. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 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 this podcast assumes that you have watched every episode of Avatar The Last Airbender, but you might not have watched every episode of Korra. Therefore, we are only going, we are only going to be spoiling things up to Korra Book 1, Chapter 10. So heavy spoilers ahead to the last second of this episode. <laughs> yeah. So Which is yeah, my favorite part of the episode. <laughs> I figured. <laughs> yeah, so uh, what did you think of this episode? Oh my god, Zuko voice? <laughs> Dante yeah. Bosco? Yeah, no, right. I, I lost my shit <laughs> no. when I first watched oh, okay. this episode. My thoughts. So first, seeing seeing him, I was like, fuck yeah. Fire Nation General gonna be better than Mako. Mako Mako was fake. This is what this is what I needed. And yeah. then he opened his mouth and he's just Dante Bosco. Yeah, pretty much. Who um who um listener is the exact voice actor for Zuko? Mm-hmm. so then yep. i was like oh my god it's zuko's kid it's zuko's son or grandson based on timing i don't know uh, yeah I believe it's grand <laughs> yeah i believe it's grandson last time I oh, okay grandson i'm ready for the fan fiction he better not have a pregnant wife too and uh, general iroh fuck yes oh. i know yeah uh yeah Hell i remember yeah. Totally, yeah, I was totally geeking out when I first saw this episode. I remember because, um, like, right before the show started, Dante Bosco, like, had tweeted that, like, he was going to be in core, but he didn't say where or when and okay. under what con- or under what context. So, like, whole time I was just like, where? <laughs> where flashback. is he? Yeah, and I was thinking maybe in a flashback or something. <laughs> and then it happened and I died. I'm like, oh, my oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Dante Bosco's <laughs> voice is so distinctive and perfect. I know. Oh my gosh. It's kind of funny when you hear him talk about how people somehow don't recognize his voice. What? Especially if they have seen the show. I'm like, how? How? Like, because he sounds exactly the same in real life. But he, as no, he that said, is how he talks. That is how he talks. <laughs> A lot of voice actors put on certain tones, certain affectations, but that's just Dante Bosco's voice. Mm-hmm. Like, I was watching an interview with him, and he was uh, like, 
I think it came out a couple of months ago. It had like the whole cast together in a Zoom call. And it was incredible. Oh, that's and amazing. He, yeah. And he was talking about how he was like, I guess on a date with this girl and they were talking about Avatar and she straight up did not recognize that he was Zuko. No. I'm like, no, get out of here. How? Well, then she's not an Avatar fan. <laughs> Yeah. I can't tell you the voice actor for anyone else. Um ex- except for that one side character who is also the voice of Robin from Teen Titans and is also the voice <laughs> your favorite yeah. trust me now. <laughs> yes. But but I but I still can't tell you his name, but I do recognize his voice. Dante he, he is yeah. first name last name he is that yeah it's it's pretty obvious like i i've never met him in person but i feel like my ear would start twitching if i like heard his voice in a room somewhere right? uh, <laughs> yeah i i i would love to go to a convention where he oh is. my god I that would. would be wonderful so much oh if things ever go back to normal and things will to a convention, yeah like i need I to go to run affairs yeah <laughs> I need yeah. to buy expensive mead at run fairs. <laughs> yep, I just want to stuff my face with things that I didn't make or had to get delivered so the fries were soggy. Yes, but. I I I want to go out to to a, to a restaurant and and have someone refill my water. Mm-hmm. Those oh, those things. Yeah, that would be great. Gosh, I'm so lazy. It's like, I have to go over to the sink to get more water. And, uh. yeah. <laughs> but anyway. And then it's not so, cold. <laughs> yeah, and it's not cold. Okay. Put it ice in it. It takes okay, time. Cora. Anyway, yeah. So, oh. yeah. So, I mean, aside from <laughs> the Dante Bosco drop, which I am so happy that you didn't get spoiled on that at all. Oh, yeah. No. Um, I, I am. I, I am so happy, too. Also, um, thank God that happened be- because, like, right before then, I was in the depths of despair <laughs> over over what happened this this episode. I know you're it's, gonna yeah. do that to the only character I like, other than other than Tenzin. Right? You're gonna do that? Well, I'll, I'll also like the kids. Other than uh, uh, other than Airbenders, you're gonna do that to me? Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, what did you think of? Mm-hmm. So, like, what did you think of this episode <laughs> oh, as a whole? Um, I think uh, uh, so. So, I like what happened, even even though I hate what happened. I like what happened, but I feel like it was a little bit too quick. I feel like yeah. this episode had a pacing issue. Mm-hmm. I think this um, whole season really has a pacing issue, but. I, I feel the same way. They they focus on the things they shouldn't be focusing on, and then they breeze through the stuff I want. Yeah, I it, yeah, it's interesting. Like overall, I think I came out of this episode being like, it was it was a good episode. Um, I there are parts that I really like, particularly like the last three like five minutes. I'll be nice. Um, like yes, last five minutes. Yep. Uh, yeah. And then there's other parts where I'm like, oh, here we go again. <laughs> so uh we'll, we'll get to that but to sum up this episode uh and turning the tides the equalists ferociously fer- ferociously ferociously attack republic city and in the midst of this battle slash republic city takeover the airbenders hide a child is born 
and warships answer the city's plea. I'm just taking this synopsis like yep. straight from Netflix because I'm lazy. So <laughs> I just thought it was funny where it was just like a three a three lister where it's like airbenders hide. Okay. Yep. A child is born and warships answer the city's yep. plea. So, yeah. Um, I will talk about this more, but she had that kid in what? Six minutes? I know. It was the world's fastest labor. I wrote that down. I was like, this is a short ass labor. Like, I think yeah, no. any woman. The baby's would coming right now. <laughs> Five minutes later, it's born. Like, uh, pretty sure this fight did not take place overnight. <laughs> like, and they had time to change the sheets. Yeah, I was like, what the? <laughs> that was funny. Yeah, so, um, we open this episode with uh, kind of taking place after the events of the last one. So Cora oh, yeah. kind of passed out after being rescued by everybody. And so now Mako is by Cora's bedside. <sighs> Touching with, her uh, hand like a creep. Yeah. <laughs> well, Asami. I hate Mako. God. <laughs> Thank yeah, I God really we have another Fire Nation boy for me to simp on. <laughs> yep. It came, it came just in time. <laughs> Yeah, and then maybe just because yeah, maybe just because I enjoy how like how the writers do not like Asami for whatever reason. They they have Asami in the background the entire time during this shot of like watching. Yeah, (laughs) and it's like this plot thread is so tired, and I don't, I still am not interested. But I got a good laugh out of that shot because it's just so absurd. They're they are making it like um they are framing it like like um Asami is what is keeping Mako from Korra. And if Asami yeah. would stop being a woman villain, then maybe Korra and, like, and Mako would be happy. Yeah. And it's and the like thing Mako is, it's like cheated this... on her. Come yeah, and, like, you know, and the thing is this episode made me like Mako even less than I already did because at least Asami's trying to be a mature Up adult front. about this. Yeah, yeah. We'll get to. she wants to have conversations. She wants to talk about what she's upset about. Yeah, that's great. Hmm. Oh, so yeah, so that's going on, and then we cut. She to- helped with the dishes so, last time. Yeah, she did help with dishes. She, you, she <laughs> yeah. didn't have to help with the dishes. She is a rich girl. She has servants that do that. Asami just seems mm-hmm. fine. And like they are... I'm sorry. I am so angry at this because before I thought that they were going to make Asami this this like traitor at the start, but now I think that they are going to make her a traitor because Mako isn't being a good boyfriend, and I fucking hate that. Mm-hmm. It. I don't know why they why they would be doing this otherwise. It it's dumb. Yeah, it's it's dumb. So uh, anyway, you know, last time we had Milo, and only Milo sleeping with Tenzin and his wife, and I'm sure that's an everyday occurrence. Uh, this night, yeah. <laughs> it's all the Airbender kids. So yeah, these parents do not get any sleep. No. 
And um, Pema's very, very pregnant. She's very pregnant and does not get any sleep even before the baby's born. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I guess they, they're freaking out about Cora and Cora turned out to be okay. And then Tenzin jinxes it like, it's all right, kids. Everything's going to be okay. <laughs> Cut <Great. to> rain. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um. um yeah, so then it's, uh, oh, I, okay, so yeah, Lynn, everybody else is filled in on basically what Cora found out via her, her avatar visions, aka Tarlock is related to Yacon and vice versa. And it kind of surprised me that Lynn didn't piece this together without Cora having said yeah, so. it's like, Because, I mean, oh, that seemed like a very, yeah. like, it's a very high profile case. Your mom is working on that case. I don't know. I just he, feel like was, he was the caught. other bloodbender that could bloodbend not during a full moon. I don't yeah. know why it why you wouldn't have thought he he is his son, he is his disciple, he is he is related in some way. I right I, that would be your first guess. Yeah. It's weird. And, like, she's a cop, and I, I mean, I assume they record or they keep records of high-profile crimes like this, but whatever. So, <laughs> then we cut to, I guess, Asami and Pama. Pama gets dialogue today, so I guess that means the baby's uh, coming around the corner. Yeah. Um, uh, you might you might notice that I am using her name because I learned her name this episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sometimes sorry, I remember guys. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, yep. So her name's Pama, yeah. and uh, yeah. So she, Asami is helping Pama out in the kitchen while Asami offers to help. Pama yeah. starts um starts up uh, starts taking all of these. All, 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 all these dishes when she's super, super pregnant and like the kids aren't helping. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, you know those kids. <laughs> I think those kids are like a lost cause. Maybe Janora might help out. Janora Gen- would would definitely help if if um if um either either um brown nosing or or like specifically asked. She yeah. wouldn't say no. <laughs> yeah, and the other two they might be helpful, but I get the feeling that like. Or they might want to help, but yeah, I agree. I think it's just easier to do it yourself. It might be a house rule that no one helps. Yeah. I'm sure there are plenty of disasters that happen because of trying to get their kids chores around the house. And just sneezes. Yeah. You know, like when it's just like, hey, can one of you please dust the living room? It turns into like an airbender bomb that just goes off in the room, you know? Thank so. God Tenzin, Tenzin's bald, or else he would have stark uh, gray hair. I mean, he probably did have hair, and then he, yeah, he just lost it immediately after having the <laughs> yeah, kids. Yeah, just from all the kids. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, so, um... So... So, um... Yeah, so uh, Asami is helping out Pama. Maka walks in, and... Is like, hey, can we boil some water for Cora? Or is that what it was for? Uh, or yeah, uh, uh, and then can we get some hot water for Cora for her tea? And oh yeah, um, yeah. and um, Asami, who yet again, I am starting to stand. 
I like her. She says, mm-hmm. you're a firebender. Boil it yourself. Yeah. But at the same time, you know, she wasn't angry. Like, yeah, why don't you just boil it yourself? <laughs> yeah. Just a thought. <laughs> uh, yeah. So uh, Pam, Pam, I can see that this is awkward. So she leaves. And Asami has a conversation with Mako about what Bolin had told her about Mako having kissed Korra while Cheated. they were dating. Yeah. Yeah. In the episode that shall not be named. So, uh, yeah, Asami confronts Mako. She's angry about it. And uh, I appreciate that uh, we get some hashtag female solidarity here. Like, she's not taking any of this out on Korra. Like, she's taking it out on her boyfriend who's in yes. a committed relationship with her, which is correct. <laughs> some, like, yeah, I kind of hate it when, uh, when women just put down other women who are, like, in uh, an affair like this. I mean, yeah... Like, I think Cora is also to blame, too. But at the end of the day, I feel like the real onus is on the person you're in a committed relationship with. Well, yeah, I mean, I'm I am not going to say Cora, Cora did nothing wrong because yeah, she's complicit she knew, too. she be, be, because she knew that Mako was dating someone else. But Mako was dating someone else. He has agency. And he's also acting extra and acting weird. Yeah. Stop. And I don't even remember what he says after this confrontation. Does he even apologize for this? Um, No. He does does not. Um, Basically, he is like, Bolin told you, right? Asami then says, don't blame your don't blame yeah. your brother for what you did. Thank you. A hundred percent. Good lord. Uh, it's just and then like uh. basically basically Mako doesn't want to talk about it because it will just cause problems. We are a, a lot of stuff is happening. Let's just talk about it later. But it'll yeah. still not be great. And just like Asami's like, fine, I'll just be mad at you this entire episode then. Which I'm, which I'm fine with. Yeah, and it's it's frustrating because again, if Mako had more of a character beyond love triangle with there might be Korra more and Asami, to this. yeah, maybe I'd actually give a shit more or something. Especially if you didn't just jump immediately to romance territory instead of starting a friendship first. Uh, but no, that's not what happens, and like it's frustrating. And I understand he is like a teenage boy whatever but like it's just not compelling in any way shape or form i don't care he doesn't have a character beyond this i mean i like asami but like not enough to say she's like completely compelling outside of this conversation oh, yeah. it, it is really unfortunate that i don't know why they like each other and I don't know why Mako yeah. likes Korra. And I don't know why Korra likes likes Mako. And and there's there's very little character in these relationships. And yeah. and they feel very hollow. And it feels it feels like a like a plot beat. And it doesn't feel or and, and it doesn't feel organic. Like when we see Lynn and Tenzin talking, even though they are they are exes and 
And I am not saying that there is like ro- romantic chemistry there, but you see their friendship. You see how they, how you, you see how they interact and you see the real love Tenzin has for his, for his family and, and also his very pregnant wife. And it's, and it's weird that like, this is just what they, this I just is, hate that it takes up chose, so much screen time. When it, it, could it be takes like, up so much time and yet it's so hollow. Yeah, it, it sucks that the relationships that that we see very little of do so much better than the relationships that they focus on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's frustrating. Right. Yeah. So, <laughs> oh, um, before this, when um when um um Cora helpfully helpfully reveals that that that's that um, the new any moon phase bloodbender is related to the other any phase bloodbender. Um, mm-hmm. um, they 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 talk about how um, um, Amon captured captured um, captured Tarlock and how he is in the end game now. So he's uh, yep yep he's in the end game and. Yes. It's not good. I believe there is an episode <laughs> later in season. Called, it's just it's called Endgame? Game. Yeah, I think that's the last episode. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, yeah, so based off of this information, Tenzin needs to go check on business and um, yeah. councilmen and all this other stuff and try to handle some of this stuff. And so he asks Lynn to help babysit his kids. Which, oh my God, if I had kids like that, I don't know if I'd want to inflict that task on anybody. <laughs> so at first, the way that the way that Tenzin dis- describes it is that she's just going to be, you know, protecting his family, making sure everything's okay. And then just, ah, uh, Pema comes over with with Milo and, and then it's like, give him a bath. He is disgusting. Here you go. <laughs> oh dear. Uh, yeah. So <laughs> and just Lynn Poor is Lynn. everyone. Oh. Just Lynn. I did not sign up for this. I am fine no. punching people in the face, but a child. <laughs> yeah. Him? No. Oh my gosh. I just I get the feeling that Lynn and Pama very rarely ever get to have like date night for themselves because nobody wants to babysit these kids. <laughs> yeah. And um. And um, um, this episode made me realize specifically why why I don't think Lynn and Tenzin would have worked out because Tenzin needs to make a soccer team and yeah. and Lynn does not want a soccer team of children. Oh, yeah. So poor Lynn. That said, I would kill to watch a spinoff show of just, like, Lynn having to babysit these caffeine-induced children. Uh, okay. I want I want a series that is just Lynn doing stuff, being a detective, plus, like, General Iroh now. The young one. Both of them. I will pair them up. I don't even know about... I, I don't even know about their ages, but it works, right? 
Mm-hmm. I don't know. Do they ever meet? Maybe. I'll yeah. watch that. Yeah. <laughs> plus, plus, um, plus, um, as we have always said, a a show that that goes about General G- General Iroh, the other one, the original Iroh's entire life. I would watch mm-hmm. the crap out of that. Yeah, that would be pretty sweet. Yep. So poor Lynn. Um, she's not looking that thrilled. No. And then we cut. To, no, I don't blame her. So then we cut to Fire Council woman lady who gets dialogue. Oh, before. she talks. Yeah, it is a pretty funny <laughs> dialogue. She's like, "Yes, dear, I'm leaving." Yes, dear. <laughs> oh, I, I got to do this thing. I, I didn't write the whole conversation. Good. I dear. can't find my keys. Do you- do, do you know where they are dear no, no dear yeah and then the, the door knocks the door dear <laughs> she opens the, the door and the shadiest uh the shadiest bug uh what do you call it uh they were spider rats they are they are supposed to be exterminators yeah shadiest looking exterminator that you ever did see <laughs> it's like yeah we're here to exterminate stuff spider rat problem which terrifying hate it right not about it i just get in the visual right now and um yep absolutely hate it and she she says the wrong statement (laughs) i would just be like uh no or she will she's like i didn't call anybody but like seriously this guy looks so sketch yeah he's here to mug you why, why would the equalists pick the shadiest looking people in their group to be <laughs> the disguise to kidnap these council people? <laughs> so, so she gets electrocuted and uh, she gets captured by the equalists and <laughs> cuts yeah, I, her husband. It's like, dear? <laughs> I don't understand why they even dressed up because they were just yeah, going to break into gonna... their house and take them all away anyway. Yeah. They have been doing other things in broad daylight. I, I don't know why they, they went to all of to all of the trouble to cosplay. <laughs> it just felt like you know, just change of pace. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah, they're cap- they're kidnapping all the council people, and uh, Tenzin is on his way to, I guess, the council building, mm-hmm. and uh, he suspects something is amiss. And manages to dodge a shit ton of equalists who try to ambush him. And I mean, at this point, the equalists have straight up started bombing Republic City. <laughs> yes. So, so not looking great. Uh, yeah, this is this part is is extremely cinematic. But before this, um, uh, um, um, after he basically breaks out of the first group. And he and he gets to the to the cons, council council building. Um, uh, 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 this the secretary from from before comes running out and basically says that all of that all of the council members have been kidnapped. They are all gone. And Tenzin, you are the only authority here in the city, as. As as the city is being bombed, 
it yeah. is it is extremely cin- cinematic. So so while the city is is being bombed, we actually go to one of the one of the airships that is doing the that is doing the bombing. Here we have Saito who is who who is I'm looking at his like pocket photo of his of his dead wife and his traitor daughter. And 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 then he 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 walks over to Amon to like dramatically tell him of, uh, about how he has dreamed of this day for so long. And it is finally here. They are going to finally claim this city. And yeah. Amon is there, <laughs> stoic, watching, ready. Yeah. Drama. So, uh, and then I think the. Did we cut to the gang? Yes. Um. Um. The gang. The the gang sees that the city is being bombed from from above with 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 all of these airships, basically. Uh, 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 throughout the episode, we learn that that the Equalists have basically taken over all of the military resources that the entire city has, and 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 they are completely overrun. So as so so as all of these airships fly around and just bomb the city, and it seems kind of just indiscriminately it it just seems like like they are peppering bombs um um the the gang hitches on a boat to come to to come to the mainland um from here we learn how cora parks cars yeah (laughs) and that is against poles um um, um the the gang is looking for their car. Um, um, Cora parked somewhere around here, and by parked, she means just rammed into a pole. <laughs> oh dear, yeah. So, you know, perfect. And as a result, she has like thirty plus parking tickets just on the dashboard, yeah. which Mako just sets on fire. Love it. Love it. <laughs> I wish I could do that. Right. Uh huh. And so then the gang tries to go see what's up. Oh, but not before uh, Mako, Mako sits tries- in the back with Cora. <laughs> yeah, Mako tries to sit in the front of the car, and then Asami's driving. He's like, "Why don't you go sit in the back with Cora?" <laughs> and then like Mako has the nerve. <laughs> get, like, get fine, I will love it. And then he gets in the back and starts like making goo goo eyes at <laughs> Cora. Worse. Marco's the worst. <laughs> He's so awful. Yeah, uh, oh, now, God. Um, yeah. now this is when my favorite part of the episode, like, like, um, my like favorite minor part of the episode happens. Asami backs up as quickly as she can and barely misses hitting a car. And yeah. and Bolin's like, car. Oh wait, we're fine. We're good. We're good. <laughs> And I just love it because, Uh, like, part of me is like Asami wanted to scare everyone in that car. She knows exactly what she's doing, but also Mm -hmm. part of me is like, what if she just didn't care? 
Yeah. <laughs> she is just that upset. Oh my goodness. Yep. Yeah, so they're on their way. And meanwhile, we cut back to like Tenzin who shows up at, I guess, the police station? Police headquarters? Yeah. Police headquarters. It seems to be underground. Um, yeah. So they're in like some underground portion of this police station headquarters and turns out all of the military units and vehicles and ships that they have in Republic City are all currently being apprehended by the Eagleists as we speak. So this was like completely simultaneous. 100% planned. Yeah. Um, and they must have a lot of supporters to be able to, to do this. And, and they must. Okay. So, um, so um, we are led to believe that it's the separatists are are entirely made out of non-vendors but there are quite a few jobs that you would kind of need bender insight to be able to know what to do how to turn things off so i think that they have help from benders too and and I don't think they are ever going to talk about that because that's nuanced stuff. But it, but it is a, but it, but it is just my headcanon that it isn't just non-vendors. Um, it's, it's, especially because um, uh, um, um, in, in a few minutes after some of the action, they turn off the power grid to the entire city, which as we saw, um, um, most of the power grid is just powered by benders, and benders would know how to how to turn it off. Mm-hmm. So yeah, power's out. Neighborhoods are being attacked. Please yeah. got um, um before the power go go goes goes out though. Um, uh, um, uh, Tenzin requests to send a wire to the general of the. Uh, of the united forces which that that is that is my boy i swear if he turns out to be another mako i might i might quit you can't do this to me twice his name's iroh you can't he's gonna be perfect it's fine well they named mako mako too so you know (laughs) yeah they did god Damn it. Nothing <laughs> sacred, nothing safe. Okay. Oh, so, yeah, so um, <laughs> the police are getting ambushed at this point after they contact the United Forces just in time. And uh, out come the big daddies. Oh, um, before, even before that, the, in, the entire underground headquarters starts filling with some unknown knockout smoke. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, uh, which, thank God, Tenzin was 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 there to use to, to use airbending to um to um basically make a make make a clean air bubble for all of the people that that were in the the the, the same room as him to be able to to get out of the building and not just either possibly suffocate to death in there or 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 or, or just be knocked out mm-hmm. yeah so, so then they get out and then here are the big daddies yep 
yeah, the big daddies are here. They start capturing all the cops. And uh, I guess, yeah, I guess magnets really are the kryptonite to this badass metal armor. Yeah, um, all of those people would be dead. I don't, I, I, I don't normally like to add physics to cartoons, but um, to, but like to be able to have a magnet that is, that is strong enough to pick up a two hundred plus plus weighing weighing man plus his metal armor. Let's say two. Let's say two, two hundred and two hundred and fifty pounds. They would at least have crushed bones. Something would yeah. snap. The mm-hmm. amount of force that it would take to do that—that isn't—that isn't something to scoff at. Yeah, it's not great. <laughs> so, but it is cool. Yeah. <laughs> so they get magnified, and then Tenzin does not and well at, at least at least for a little while but then he gets knocked out too he was bad he gets electrified and yeah he was electrocuted which don't worry he'll be fine in five minutes just like everybody else gets electrocuted <laughs> yeah i don't know remember when that was a problem yeah good times <laughs> yeah, so, um, so team avatar so, swoops in uh, but- at this point before that, though, yet again, another cinematic moment from Tenzin. He is down on the ground, basically coming in and 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 out of consciousness. First, he sees a airship going going down, going to be crashing into his city, and then he sees Saikiken, who who is supposed to be the police chief, running oh, away in his car. That sucks. Yeah. <laughs> so, not great. But in comes Team Avatar. And, yeah, they take care of business pretty quickly. Yeah. Um, and, although, did Mako just re- redirect Lightning in that one shot? Where, like... Yeah, so... So, what happens... <laughs> which I hate. <laughs> so, um... So, first, Mako gets double electrocuted... By two different things that are that are um that are um, putting out lightning, and then he and and then he redirects the lightning to the thing that was electrocuting him, which is somehow not grounded, and then it basically blows up. What's this? <laughs> Yeah. Mako be double electrocuted now and be fine. Um, and then redirect it. Iroh always told us that if the electricity gets to your heart, you're dead. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. How do <laughs> magnets work? How how does electricity work, guys? Email us. Tell me how this works. Uh, as somebody who could care less about physics, I that part does not bother me. It the reason why the redirection of lightning got my attention was just because like, well, last time I checked, Iroh and Zuko are the only ones able to do that. But I guess times have changed, and maybe everyone knows how to do it now. So I don't well, know. Well, I, I mean, everyone knows what blood bending is. Every, 
everyone can metal bend. Everyone like lightning lightning bends anyway. That 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 used to be special and hard. We have talked about this before, and I don't know. I I just I I wouldn't care so much if it was just consistent. Even just in Korra, if it was just consistent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so <laughs> after that, uh, Asami does some cool moves in her car. Right, Asami's car. great. Yeah. Uh, Tenzin does this cool, like, air propeller move that, like, yeah, yeah it, it was cool. You know, uh, uh, Asami basically lightning punches out all of the guys that are that are um going to be capturing capturing Tenzin and, and and then after she does this Tenzin basically shakes off being electrocuted like everyone does and then makes basically a tornado tower it's awesome yeah it's cool that, that's what I meant by propeller thing <laughs> uh yeah so basically the day is saved or at least Tenzin is saved thanks to yeah <laughs> oh and then cut back to Sato and Amon or like, I just can't stand to see Asami fighting alongside these Benders. <laughs> Which you think they would have like both the show and the characters, you think they would have came up with more derogatory terms to call like benders and non-benders if you wanted to show oppression type stuff, like slurs and things. But I I, I don't, don't know. know. It would have felt more realistic a little bit. Just I think that it would have definitely felt more felt more real but also it would have made me sad fair <laughs> I don't know but it would I, make you feel something that's the thing though it would make you it feel would. I yeah. think that, that 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 just adds to the general problem we have where they just didn't go far enough mm-hmm. they gave us a taste but we want the whole cake yeah and that cake so, is just systematic <laughs> oppression. Uh-huh. Oh. <laughs> yeah, so next on the equalist, <laughs> so next on the equalist um, ambush list is Air Temple Island. So speaking of giving a shit, I gave yeah, a shit now. A little bit, yeah. I like I like the people at Air Temple Island. They're so, nice. uh huh. <laughs> they're they're little. They need a little less sugar, but yeah. They're nice. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So yay, actual steaks, and yeah, uh, yeah. Especially if like, I mean, if the last Airbenders get taken out, I mean, that's really a loss. Airbending will die. Yeah. If Amon captures Tenson's family, Airbending is gone forever. Mm-hmm. So that would be great. Uh, and then, um, so yeah, yeah. So the people who are on Air Temple Island realize that they're about to get attacked by Equalists and Lynn's going to go out to defend everybody. But of course, uh, all the stress makes Pema go and go into labor. Instantaneous, as quick yeah. as possible labor. <laughs> Milo's like, not now, baby. <laughs> I, I, I. I wholeheartedly agree with him. Not now, yeah. baby. Not now. Not now. Um, 
also, um, the White Lotus is here. I yeah, yeah, they were here. Here, yep, they're here. Because it took me a minute. I was like, "Have they always been here?" I'm like, "Oh yeah, they've always been here." Episode <laughs> one or two, remember? They were here yeah. sometimes. Uh huh. I just thought so, they went home. Yeah, me too. Just hanging around, I guess. Um, yeah. So Pam is going to labor, and then basically the rest of this episode belongs to Lynn because she's just a badass. Yeah. So Lynn starts single-handedly taking on a shit ton of equalists. A dozen. Uh, yeah. So she's awesome. And just when she's starting to get outnumbered, in come the kids <laughs> who swoop in like Aang airbending style in multiple yes. ways. Stay away from my dad's ex-girlfriend. Lord. <laughs> uh, and then, oh God, fart bending is back, unfortunately. Yeah, no, fart bending's terrible. But I am ve- but I am very happy that's that's the air ball is a thing yeah, still. Air ball is definitely still a thing. I appreciate that. Uh, yeah, so Iki comes in on the air ball and takes out a bunch of people. And then Milo also takes out a bunch of people, probably the most people, with both fart bending and slow mo action. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, and just gosh, Lynn is just begrudgingly impressed. Yeah, it's like damn it. First she is like, don't, it's dangerous. And then she's just watching. Yeah. Cut to Milo just taking out like six people at once. Like, all right. <laughs> uh okay. Yeah. But it was very nostalgic seeing the kids these like Aang style bending moves. Oh yeah, it's great. Uh yeah. And then, yep. And so the day seems saved at least for a little while and we cut to the world's shortest labor because what, 15 minutes yeah not even did it did it just fall out like come on right like it just boop. <laughs> yeah so uh their new baby is born they named him rohan uh Tintin's which, back at this point yeah, which um which i'm a hundred percent made me just 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 think of lord of the rings because i'm that oh yeah yep i I can see that yep his eyes though are huge like big ass green eyes oh he's so pretty and 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 just all of the sweet children just start talking to him and just start explaining their family to him and it is the cutest thing so sweet meanwhile pim is like praying to god that he's not a bender <laughs> uh, like please don't be another airbender please <laughs> you know what i kind of want but i don't think is gonna happen i want what? that baby to be a waterbender oh that'd be so sweet <laughs> he has it in him uh-huh <laughs> that's true yeah <laughs> so at this point the white lotus decides to actually do things and starts to defend Air Temple Island while Team Avatar goes to hide from the Equalists until the reinforcements come. And then meanwhile, Tenzin and his family, again, quickest labor ever. Usually you need like bed rest and stuff, but like, <laughs> no, she's they're all- She's fine to go. Yeah, she's fine. They're all getting into- No blood. Nope. She's good. Yep. <laughs> and so they're all hopping into Oogie, uh, I guess. He's, yeah, he's so him. cute. Ooh, yeah, he's cute. 
Uki's the cutest name. Yeah, it is cute. I feel like one of the kids named named that Sky Bison. Uh, yeah, so <laughs> they all hopped on. Lynn's uh, also going with them as their body bodyguard of sorts. And Tenzin yeah. says, with the reinforcements, we can turn the tides of this war. They said <laughs> the name. They said the name. Yeah. Um, basically... Basically, they need to be patient. Yeah, um, and um, and um, I think that that um that um Lynn here isn't thinking with her heart. She is thinking rationally because be, because if Amon gets gets Tenzin's family yet again, they will kill all of the Airbenders. There there won't be any Airbenders left. Nope, wouldn't be good. So, uh, yeah, at this point, Tenzin, his family, and Lin all fly off, and then Team Avatar goes off on Naga. They're all able to fit on Naga this time around, I guess. Naga, before Naga didn't have to, and now Naga was about it. Yeah, I was like, all right, fine. (laughs) Um, I will, I. I, I, I will work hard for you. Fine. Yeah. So on their way off into hiding, though, Naga totally slaps a bitch like a badass. Oh, no. This is this is my favorite thing. So, um, so, uh, um, they are, they are, they are running off. Bol- Bolin yells, oh, no, mustache guy. Because, um, a uh, mustache oh, yeah. guy has been, the, has has been this this like, um this um kind right of, dis- of right hand man very very distinctive egoist that is in a lot of these raids and um and um naga just bitch slaps him to death yeah <laughs> and he falls off the mountain and he's a hundred percent dead he took naga. so much fall damage he's he is done oh my gosh right <laughs> Oh yeah, so Naga's a badass. Um, yeah, so then we cut back to Tenzin's family and Lin, and they're all flying off. But then here comes an equalist blimp, multiple equalist blimps. So that's not good. So Lin decides to go sacrifice herself and hold off the blimps so that Tenzin's family can make a break for it. Whatever and- happens to me, oh. don't turn back. Oh man, yeah. So she goes off and she takes down a blimp or two like a freaking badass like a like it like, was a tin can yeah man it's gosh it was very tough metal bending vibes i think at this point because it's like nowadays like the metal bending that they use in this show is like a lot more polished than the metal bending the top used because i mean she literally just invented it in the uh, uh yeah. in the first show so here it's like a lot more like What's the word? Just rip and tear. (laughs) It is. Which is fun. It is just a lot more raw. She Uh is. She isn't doing things with finesse. She is forcing the metal to do what she wants. Yeah. So it's awesome. Uh, She's great. But unfortunately, all good things must come to an end. And she gets electrocuted by Sneakalist. And uh, they come back to Milo. He's like, that lady is my hero. She is my hero, too. Hell yeah. So, uh, and then we. Fan fiction of her. 
Oh, no. I mean, Give me that. Yeah. <laughs> so come back to Team Avatar. They're crashing in the sewers for a bit. Mako puts his hand around Korra while Asami's just standing there. Asami is just not happy this episode. They, the writers want me to not like her, but I am just it's sympathetic. Not yeah, man. Like, Mako, Asami, your girlfriend's right there. Like, really? And it's like, Mako, just say you like Korra already. What are you? Like, just oh my say God. you're trash. Just say yeah. you're trash. Oh, so stupid. Yeah, so... What's not stupid, however, is uh, cutting back to Lynn and she gets taken to Amon. They're all back at um, Air Temple Island at this point. And it's raining at this point. The mood's really great. Somber. I love the rainy atmosphere. Yeah, it's somber. And so Lynn refuses to ride out where everybody's at and she loses her bending. And it's really sad. It, so, oh. um, so I'm at this moment. I know before I said, I don't think that someone can give someone their bending back. Well, I take that back. Lynn is going to get her bending back. She is she is the best, or else I am just going to be really upset. Yeah, so it's really sad. It's like in slow-mo. She like falls to the ground. And, and then like music. looks so shocked and defeated. Oh, it sucks. Yeah, then the music in the background is sad and somber. Oh, God. And you must Sorry. think, because... Um, um, she is she is Toph's daughter. All the time, she she uses her earth bending as basically echolocation to to see as, as like a kind of a second sight through things. Yeah, but at the same time, it's not like a necessity well, for her. She's not blind. Oh no, no, no! But I think that it's more than just losing her bending. I because I think. That that it's kind of like losing part of a sense too. Yeah, I mean, I think that's how it is for most vendors. It's like really. Oh yeah, hard totally. To it is. It is definitely losing part of part of yourself and also part of your identity. I mean, she is the police police chief of basically the metal bending police force. If she can't metal bend, can she still be police chief? Mm-hmm. Which is another thing. Well, she kind of resigned from the force at this point anyway, so... She was sick. She oh, was yeah. going to come back. <laughs> the other yeah. chief sucks. He is the yeah. worst chief ever. Uh, yeah. So, um... Oh, what did I want to say? Yeah, but it's like the first real time where somebody aside from maybe tarlock but just for different reasons it was like the first time where somebody lost their bending where i was like that would be care about oh shit stakes yeah yeah mm-hmm. yeah i mean i don't care yeah. if if anyone else gets their bending back i i care about lynn and i want lynn to be good and that is what i yeah. want mm-hmm. so yeah it's really sad and then what's not sad is the next next yeah. shot. Thank God they did are... this. Thank God they like put the worst thing next to the best thing, or else I would have been very upset with with right? right with this episode. I feel like that was the right way to do it with an episode called "Turning the Tides." Yes, 
<laughs> and you ended with like Len losing her bending. It's like, what? We didn't turn the tides at all here. And we don't even know if the, you know. Amon. Yeah. Amon turned the tide. Oh, yeah. That's the twist. Yep. Oh, so the United. United before that, remember before when, um, when, um, I forget which kid says, says this, but, but, uh, um, one of the girls says, everything's not going to be fine, is it? It, it, is it, daddy? And it's oh, terrible. Yeah. This is, this is definitely the, this is definitely the, the depths before things get better. This is definitely low tide. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, so, not great. But in come the United Forces. They're pretty close to Republic City at this point. And <laughs> General Iroh, hell yeah. Yeah, so we meet the general, and, like, up to this point, they hadn't been saying his name. It's just the general of the United Good. Forces. <laughs> Turns out it's General Iroh, and then oh, he opens yeah. his mouth, and it's freaking Dante no. Bosco, and no. everyone's losing their goddamn minds. First he opens his mouth, and it is Dante Bosco, and then they say that he's General Iroh. Oh, right, you're right, yep. Which <laughs> is the best way to do this, because, like, you know it, Zuko. Yeah, it's it's glorious. So, yeah, this is Zuko's grandson. Who um, is fine. Yeah, he's yeah he's pretty attractive. He's cute. Mm-hmm. That's it. I, I'm going to make a controversial statement. I don't know if this character design fully matches up with... With, with the voice? Yes. It, it, it does not. I think if they had made um, Iroh like or if they had given him less not wrinkles what less chiseledness maybe if yeah. he looked more boyish maybe if he looked yeah it just Dante's voice seems a bit too youthful this character seems a bit more serious yeah <laughs> I mean, it's, I think this is, I don't know. I think it's like slightly above a nitpick, but at the same time, it's kind of overridden by Dante freaking Bosco. Yeah. Like, <laughs> so. um, oh yeah. I mean, I would not change it for anything, but I definitely felt, and it might, and like part of it might just be that we have seen Dante Bosco's voice come out of a avatar character already. And that might be shifting our our um 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 perceptions too, but it but it just mm-hmm. he sounds a lot younger than he is, and and, and like guys, I kn- I know that Dante Bosco is a grown ass man. Okay, I'm sorry, but 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 like Avatar animated form of him was a 16 year old boy, so that's kind of what we are used to. Yeah. That's a man. What what fountain of youth is Dante Bosco drinking from? Dude's like in his forties now, I think, and like he still looks looks and sounds like he's in his twenties. Twenty two? Well, no, twenty six. He is a good twenty six. <laughs> yeah, like he looks great. We love you, Dante Bosco. Like uh, you oh, are yeah. a phenomenal human being. You do yeah. you do great work. Outside of that work, you you just have a great personality, and you're just really nice to fans. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's cool. And that wraps up the episode. <laughs> so, so ups and downs. Very, yep. very ups, very, very downs. Mm-hmm. Lots of downs. Yep. Uh, yeah, I did like some of the fight sequences, particularly stuff with Lynn is badass. Which is why I'm upset. They, they can't get rid of Lynn. She is, she is the character that I like seeing fight. I know. Yeah, she's a badass. And, of course, the... I want her to get a gun. A grappling gun. <laughs> that would be pretty sweet. Right? Yeah. I feel like bending her nose, she would, like... Oh, she is gonna kick yeah. ass no matter what. Hell yeah. You know, there is gonna be a whole, like, training montage where, 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 where she's just learning how to punch people in the face with her fists. Mm-hmm. She'll be fine. Yeah. So, yeah, she'll be fine. I hope she'll be fine. Um, yeah, so that's basically the episode. Overall, I thought it was a good episode. I can, again, I can do without the love triangle shenanigans. Yeah, um, like what? I don't care, but I did care about think- the Air Temple peeps yes. and Lynn, and there was a lot of them in this episode today. So that was good. Uh unfortunately i think that they are setting up something where like sato keeps on keep keeps on talking about asami and, and i think that 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 the next time that 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 that, that she sees her dad she is gonna be conflicted because mako's a bad boyfriend and i think that that's dumb and i and i really don't want that to happen but that just seems like it is gonna happen and i'm and i'm gonna be upset about it <laughs> for warning yeah, well, i don't know but uh we'll see yeah <laughs> yep so uh next time we are basically in the home stretch of book one at this point so join us when we cover book one chapter 11 skeletons in the closet it's always a good sign <laughs> have a title like that oh that's that's yep. definitely so, talking uh, about amon <laughs> We'll see. Hey, yeah, I don't know. We'll see, won't we? Yeah, so until then, stay blaming. Ooh.